Welcome to Enjoying the Journey with Evangelist Scott Pauling. Today, we are on a journey through Scripture. We hope you'll join us as we make 66 stops through each book of the Word of God. What if I could show you one book of the Bible that is, in a very real sense, the Bible in miniature? A microcosm of the entire Bible. Well, that's exactly what we've come to when we've come to the amazing book of Isaiah in the Old Testament. Now, there's so many parallels between the book of Isaiah and the whole of Scripture. For example, in our Bible we have 66 books. Did you know the book of Isaiah has 66 chapters? In our Bible, our Old Testament, the first half, has 39 books. And the second half, the New Testament, has 27 books. Well, the book of Isaiah breaks down into two parts. The first section is 39 chapters, and the second section is 27 chapters. Our Old Testament emphasizes God's judgment on sin, and the New Testament emphasizes the hope that comes through Christ the Messiah. Well, in the book of Isaiah, the first section deals with judgment on sin, and the second section deals with hope found in the Messiah. Our New Testament begins with the ministry of John the Baptist, and it ends with the new heavens and the new earth. Well, the second section of the book of Isaiah begins with the ministry of John the Baptist prophesied, and it ends with the new heavens and the new earth. We could go on and on. This is a fascinating book of the Bible. I don't know if you've ever read it all the way through, but I want to encourage you to do that. Journey through Isaiah. Isaiah's name means the salvation of Jehovah. What an appropriate thing because salvation was his great message. The word itself appears about 28 times in the book and it only appears about seven times in all the other prophets combined. Isaiah truly is the prophet of salvation. He was a contemporary with Hosea, with Micah, and with Nahum. He's been called the greatest of all the Old Testament prophets, the Paul of the Old Testament. That's interesting. He's known as the Messianic prophet because he refers more to the coming Christ than any other book in the Old Testament outside of the Psalms. It might interest you to know that he's quoted more in the New Testament than any other prophet over 300 times. He's quoted in every New Testament book except for James and Jude. His ministry lasts 65 years through the reign of four different kings. He was a married man who had two sons. Those sons were actually given as signs of God's message to the nation of Judah at this particular time. He was martyred under Manasseh. Most people believe according to tradition that he was placed inside of a tree trunk and sawed in half. You remember Hebrews 11.37 says some were sawn asunder. Well, that very well may have been the prophet Isaiah. He's a man that I'm looking forward to meeting when I get to heaven someday because way back in the Old Testament, thousands of years before Christ, he got a glimpse of God. He got a glimpse of Christ such as none have ever known. The theme of the book is very simple. It's to reveal the throne and the Lamb. You remember that I said to you that the book of Isaiah is divided into two parts, the first 39 chapters and then the last 27. Well, the first part revolves around Isaiah's vision of God in Isaiah chapter 6. In verse number 1 we read, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, 
and his train filled the temple. He responds in Isaiah 6 verse 5, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. So the first thing God reveals to us in the book of Isaiah is a high holy God, a God seated on the throne, a God of government and retribution, a God who says, You have to be right to come into my presence. And in view of that, Isaiah trembles. He cries out, Woe is me, for I am undone. Friend, that's where we must begin, with a fresh glimpse of God in His greatness, in His power, in His holiness. Why must we begin there? Because no one appreciates the grace of God until they understand the government of God. No one appreciates redemption without understanding retribution. No one is grateful for salvation apart from the law that says, you violated God's holy character and law and deserve death and judgment because of it. So the opening chapters deal with God's government. It shows us the throne. But when you come to the second half of the book, there's a totally different picture. It's a picture of the Lamb. I love this. The one who's now seated on the throne. The one who's taken that throne and made it a mercy seat for us. Who is that? That, my friends, is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the key chapter of the second half of the book is Isaiah chapter 53. And the key verse is verse number 5. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes we are healed. Do you remember in Isaiah 6, Woe is me, for I am undone, I am unclean. Well, now when you come to Isaiah 53 verse 5, friend, you're not undone, you're made whole. You're not unclean. You're now cleansed. How does that happen? Because Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, was slain for you and His blood was shed for the remission of your sins. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's one thing to get a glimpse of the throne and tremble in the presence of a holy God. But friend, you must hurry to catch a glimpse of the Lamb of God the words of John the Baptist, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. It's interesting, but the problem in Israel, the problem in Judah was their sin. Judgment was coming. That's what the book of Isaiah is all about. But there was hope, and the hope was found in the person of Jesus Christ. The only one who can bring us into the presence of a holy God. We have no merit of our own. And isn't it interesting that after all these thousands of years... Our need is the same. Our problem is the same. We're all sinners. We all need a Savior. And no one can come into the presence of a holy God on their own. We're all undone. We all face judgment. And then the Lamb comes. Would you look at the Lamb lifted up for you between heaven and earth, between life and death? He takes a holy God in one hand on that cross and unholy men in the other and makes a way so the two can be made one. That's the message of Christ. That's the message of the cross. Isaiah 53 is one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible because it shows us plainly the Christ of Calvary. I would challenge you today. You may not be able to read the whole book of Isaiah today, but you could read Isaiah 53 today. There's only 12 verses there. Read it today. Read it on your knees. Ask the Lord to give you a fresh glimpse of the Lord Jesus Christ. That one chapter is referred to 85 times in the New Testament. It seems like the Holy Spirit felt it very important to us. He keeps pointing back to it again and again. 
Christ who bore our sin, Christ who became our substitute, Christ who bought our salvation. This is the message of the book of Isaiah. Friend, if you're trembling today, thinking about your sin, thinking about a holy God, thinking about judgment, I say to you it's good to tremble in the presence of a holy God. But while you're there, fall on your knees. Look to the Lord Jesus Christ, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Oh, my friend, He doesn't want to just bring you low. He then wants to lift you up. He doesn't just want you to tremble in His presence. He then wants to bring you into relationship and fellowship with Him. This is the message of Isaiah. This is the message of the throne and the Lamb. And this is the same message that our generation and our nation desperately needs today. Journey through Isaiah and then carry the good news to someone else this day. Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible, the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpauley.org. Among the many resources we have available, we're excited to make available to you a Journey Through Scripture daily Bible reading plan. This will be a tremendous help in our current study. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey.